0: Welcome to Modern Whittle Podcast. Fran, we are continuing to move forward to the sixth week of the new year with another great show planned for our listeners. But this week, we're changing things up a little bit. We have talked about new year, new you, new goals. This week, we are looking at our homes and hoping to spruce up our homes during the winter doldrums. We have invited Lynn Tolis from the Quiet Moose Interior Design Studio in Petoskey, Michigan, to discuss new design trends for our homes. But before we bring on Lynn and Andrea, Fran, you know what time it is.
1: It's time for Weekend Shenanigans and Notable Events. (laughs) this week's notable event is actually this introduction to the podcast. We know most of our episodes deal with serious topics, so we've decided to lighten things up occasionally. Every so often in the future, we'll be inviting our listeners to grab a cup of coffee, maybe a muffin or croissant, and join us for a coffee clutch. I think a lot of you probably are not familiar with that term. So here's a little bit of background. Merriam-Webster defines a coffee clutch as an informal social gathering for coffee and conversation, usually at someone's house. In fact, the very term coffee clutch comes from the German word Café Clash, which translates to coffee plus gossip which I think is great. This practice began years ago, but now the term has become almost extinct. As early as the 17th and 18th century, the age of enlightenment and reason, coffee salons and at-home soirees grew immensely popular, especially in Germany and the Austrian Empire. Primarily upper-class ladies congregated for one purpose, to share the latest gossip, Stimulated by caffeine and sugar, kind of the equivalent of men's only bars and cigar clubs. Growing up, Sherry and I both saw our moms go to coffee clutches, either organized by neighbor women or through their churches. Men always had ways to get together with neighbor men, playing cards, smoking cigars, playing golf, but wives and mothers didn't have that many chances to gather with their neighbors to just sit and catch up. So, listeners, today is our first coffee clutch, so grab your coffee or tea. And sit with us a while for this very entertaining episode.
0: And you know, Fran, first of all, I love the word soiree.
1: I do too. (laughs) Thank you for using that. And and I liked that it was upper class women.
0: (laughs) Yes. And speaking of clubs, my mom belonged to a monthly club called the Variety Club for years. The club had between 12 and 15 members, and they met once a month in the evening. The ladies got together for coffee and dessert, and they played cards. The club rotated from home to home throughout the year. And let me tell you, it was always an exciting and big event when mom's lady friends would be at our house. Most of the ladies are now gone. But just the thought of Variety Club brings back such fond memories. And that's what this show is really about today. Our homes, our happy times. We are welcoming Lynn Tullis from the Quiet Moose Design Studio in Petoskey, Michigan, to be on our show today to discuss interior and exterior design trends for 2022. Lynn, welcome to Modern Whittle Podcast.
2: Hi, Sherry and Fran. Hi, Ann. I'm excited to talk with you guys. And boy, there's a lot going on in you know the interior design business. We're busy. There's lots of people remodeling and we have been in our homes way too much in the last couple years so we want to make changes and there's so many new looks that um it's an easy fix for most
1: people well lynn sherry's going to start the questions here in just a second but first i'm very curious how how did you come up with the name the quiet moose So this was a store that was out in Breckenridge, Colorado,
2: and we have kind of a rustic log. You know, this was 25 years ago when log homes were the big thing, and we always had a big taxidermied moose. And so that's kind of where that came from, and everyone thinks it's such a clever name whenever we go on buying trips. So it's easy for people to remember it is very clever thanks it's fun
0: and we are looking forward to this episode because fran and i love interior design and personally i love furniture so i kind of have to stay out of furniture stores Because when I say, oh, I'm just going to look, that's never exactly what happens. I yeah. usually end up purchasing
2: something. I know. It's a bit of an addiction. And honestly, we call our store a woman's candy shop just because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it is. It's a absolutely attractive and beautiful store to go into. So with that, what are the interior design trends for 2022? What colors are in right now? And let's also talk about
2: fabric trends. Sure. Okay. So as far as colors go, um, green is a big one. And there's a few different greens that are really popular. I know Benjamin Moore, their color of the year is called Evergreen Fog. It's a great green to use. So there's like a green that's like an aloe plant green. Even forest green is popular, like that deeper, you know, Michigan State Spartan green, you know, the, the older Michigan State Spartan green, that deeper green. that those is were, really popular. Yeah, those yes.
1: were our high school colors. Sherry, the high school that Sherry and I went to, oh, our, right. our colors were uh, forest green and white.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, green and then um, caramel, like this deeper, warm color. That is really big. Leather is coming back. I mean, leather never went away, but we've got a lot of leather and lighter tones. Like a lot of people are going, because of all the um, polyester now that is offered in fabric, it's standing the test of time. They're called performance fabrics. So they're fabrics that are you know, put on a sectional that you want to last and then you can kind of bring some color in with pillows. But we are going with a lot more tweeds and beiges. And then there is a very popular fabric called boucle, which almost is like a fur product. And that just offers a deeper tone on tone texture. So anyway, it's across the board, but people are, are bringing their colors in with pillows and
1: throws more than on the body cover? Well, that was going to be my first question. Like Sherry said, we, we are in the doldrums. Um, you mentioned just through the pandemic that we were inside for so much. People looked around. I like to think that, you know, the, the walls started closing in <laughs> Yes. And everybody realized those walls needed to be changed. Absolutely. We are in the middle of winter. What are some design ideas on a budget uh, to, to get us through? I know one of the things that I do is seasonal wall art. I change my wall art out uh, seasonally. I usually have one really, really nice set of paintings for each season. Um, and we know about throw pillows and and blanket throws for our chairs and couches. What else might we think about?
2: You know, a lot of people even change out their lamps, just different looks and move their furniture. You know, just go with a a different look because of, uh, you know, the windows. We do live in Michigan and it tends to be gray. So if you want to even move your furniture around and bring some furniture from other rooms into different rooms, just change it up a little bit. And honestly, we sell our, as far as the throws go, we have these fabulous fur throws that are really heavy like a therapy blanket and they are super popular I I know all of us the girls that work here we have our little fabulous fur therapy blankets that we get under in the evenings and it really seems to work
1: Well, you you mentioned quite a few of the things that I, last fall, I moved my furniture around. Uh, I've been in my condo now for four years and I I bought a brand new chair, but the configuration just wasn't working. And I'm not a very big person. I'm only five foot one, but by golly, one day I moved my huge leather couch and my leather (laughs) and I reconfigured everything. And right now my cats are sound asleep on my heavy fur throw. I know it is funny because you think that you can't put furniture in front of windows, but you really
2: can. I mean, people do it all the time. Sure, they even put headboards in front of windows. You you just kind of make it work. You you just make your room you know special to you. So there there are not a whole lot of rules these days. I think if we've learned anything, it's just make yourself happy and what surrounds you. So and that's that's what we try and do here more than anything, is just kind of give people a happy feeling
1: when they come through the door. Lynn, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned changing out your lamps. My living room lamps are still the same ones that I had in my Pennsylvania home and I brought with me, but that is an excellent suggestion. And I think I'm going to start looking at new lamps. But something that when I mentioned to people that I change out my wall art, seasonally they seem surprised by that do you find that
2: you know a lot of people do change out wall art you know some people like snow scenes and they have uh if they're in a ski chalet or whatever they use their place in the winter and they tend to you know do that you know have certain themes that they like in the winter and then certain themes that they like in the summer. So especially up here in Northern Michigan, that that does seem to be a trend.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. Lynn,
0: let's talk about mixing style. I personally love mid-century modern, but not for an entire home. Yes. Plus, I have a piece of true mid-century design by Paul McCobb. I got it at an auction. It's a three-drawer chest. And right now it's in my closet. I use it as my jewelry chest, but I really should put it somewhere where it can be displayed. So let's talk about mid-century or any other style that people might like. And how do you combine different styles?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Mid-century is very popular right now. The the absolute You know, antique mid-century is worth a lot of money. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, a specific piece and a designer. Those pieces are hot and on the market they are grabbing, you know, a lot, but In new furniture, mid-century elements are in a lot of brand new things. You know, like they'll grab a mid-century leg on a sofa that gives it a flare at the bottom. And, you know, the back to a sofa is uh, shorter than it's ever been before. And that is due to the mid-century modern era, you know, in in the certain styles. So, honestly, that element is super hot and you're talking brand new furniture, grabbing older styles and you know things do come around we always say that we're also having a lot more rustic hammered metal being brought into like a more formal look you know there's there's a lot of different elements from years ago kind of coming forward and offering up a new look
1: i have a lot of my mom's antique pieces. Uh, My mom loved to find beautiful pieces and refinish them herself. So I have uh, several of her pieces. I have a library table. I have um, two of her dressers. And although I like them, I've evolved into more of a contemporary style. So I have her pieces in my office and I have them in my guest room. So I I do mix my styles, but not kind of all together.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I I have some antiques and it's so hard for me to get rid of my antiques. They mean so much. We used to sell a lot of the European antiques and we actually about 20 years ago did a couple buying trips over to England and France and brought back pieces to the Quiet Moose you know French clocks and um, just beautiful sideboards and armoires which an armoire is not even relevant right now with all the TVs you know being more horizontal than you know vertical an armoire has sort of gone out of style which is unfortunate.
1: We're going to move on I know it can be very overwhelming to start uh, a remodeling project, whether it's just a room or a whole house. I know that when I start, I like to start with a storyboard. Mm -hmm. Um, I research uh, pictures, I cut out pictures, I get paint samples from the store. Uh, if I can get a sample of an actual material, like tile or something, I do that. Um, what are some other sources of inspiration that that people can use? Yes, absolutely. Pinterest is huge.
2: You know, whenever I uh, am out and I see a color on the wall that I really like, I try and find out what that color is and we allow people to take photography here and take pictures all the time because our inventory is always changing. We do sometimes even three floor changes a day because we sell so much off the floor. Mm. So we ask people to take pictures and don't forget about these things that they liked. Uh, I think the cell phone has really helped, you know, people remember things that they really liked. And I would just let people know that not to get fixated on every little detail, that in the end, it will all look great together, especially once the furnishings come in. I know that all the choices that people make when they're remodeling are so difficult and they they get caught up and if they make the wrong choice, but honestly, big picture is like the, the end result when all the, the layers on the cake come and it, it's just going to look fabulous. And I think a lot of people just are so worried about making every little decision and they just need to just keep going and make their decision and move on and, you know, not get caught up in it being the wrong decision because it really looks nice
1: in the end. Well, one of the things that I found is paint is a very budget-friendly change. And what I usually do is I narrow it down to three colors, three Mm -hmm. shades, three colors. And if I'm pretty sure I'm gonna paint in that area, I go ahead and paint those three colors in different areas on the wall to catch different uh, light during the day. And I I start eliminating. Okay, that Mm -hmm. one's out and that one's out. But you know, Lynn, we know this. In the end, you can always repaint.
2: Oh, absolutely. It is definitely the cheapest. We're doing a lot of uh, wallpaper too. You know, wallpaper brings a pattern that, you know, you wouldn't normally have. And it kind of, uh, if you've got walls that have, you know, defects or if you've got an older home, a lot of wallpaper can hide that. So absolutely, paint paint is a great improvement to your, your space, a new
1: color. And wallpaper for a while fell out of favor. I, yes. I know that um, it was looked upon like, no, 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 you don't want a wallpaper. But it is definitely coming back. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Yep. We're selling a lot of
2: wallpaper and um, it's just kind of a a lot of the patterns are more modern, less
1: florals, of course.
2: Yeah. So you can really modernize a space with some
1: wallpaper. And uh, another thing I found, and I don't know why I didn't think of it like earlier when I was redecorating in the past, is, you know, if you're thinking about tile, like I just did my kitchen and uh, another area. If you're not sure, buy one little slab of oh, that yeah. tile and, and bring it home. You don't have to commit to a whole order of that tile. They're very reasonable. And if you don't use it, you can always take it back. Absolutely, yep, yep,
2: and tile is, it's timeless. Just, it's just such a great product for cleaning. You know, you can keep your spaces clean and a lot of people are tiling all the way up. You know, we used to just tile a, a shower. Now you can tile the entire bathroom.
1: Yes. And Sherry and I were talking about flooring choices. Mm -hmm. There are so many flooring choices anymore. Um, Tile, hardwood, fellow that I see is a contractor. And one of the most requested materials that he gets right now is called LVT. Oh, yeah. Luxury That's evening. what we have in our
2: store. We have okay. that on the floor. And yes, um, we, we push things around on this floor because they're heavy and it's just us girls. And yeah, it doesn't scratch. It just is so bulletproof. And, and it, it's waterproof, which and is it, great.
1: You can get it in anything. Like you can get it to look like um, Tuscan tile. You can get it to look like mm-hmm. hardwood, um, marble, mm-hmm. um, grant You can... I've seen people even use some of it on on the walls. Yeah, it, I'm going to say it's reasonable, but it is not cheap. But it no, uh, it's
2: not. Yeah. But it's long lasting, and yes. and it's going to protect. It's waterproof, which is huge. You know, if you have a flood, um, a lot of times you can
1: catch it early and and make sure and grab that. So, what other popular flooring choices are are people using?
2: Actually, we are doing a lot of tile. I would say tile would probably be our most popular. Like,
1: are you, like for floors, like ceramic tile? Um... Yeah,
2: ceramic tile and also the um, the tile that looks like wood flooring. Okay. You know, the larger planked uh, ceramic. Okay. Yeah, that's really popular. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say that that's a great look.
0: Lynn, let's switch to the exterior. Are there any exterior colors that are now in
2: um, yeah I was thinking about this and and honestly there's a lot of black out there you know people are uh, painting black and uh, the navy blue you know a darker home is is definitely uh, trending
0: yes I have heard that darker exterior colors are now in especially black I find that interesting.
2: Yeah, I I do too, and I think it's just people uh want to be more dramatic and cutting edge, and I think, you know, it's maybe a modern application. You know that that rustic farmhouse look is is really in, you know, the you know, I think probably restoration hardware has, you know, a, that's a popular look, and a lot of people like the the
1: darker exterior colors. Well, just to the side of our condos last summer, we watched, uh, it was a very large house. They painted it black. And mm-hmm. we were thinking, what can they be thinking? <laughs> um, but, you know, they trimmed it with a lot of white yes. and a lot of pale wood accents. Yes,
2: right. Exactly. Yeah. It, kind of like really, a cedar color. It yes. It's
1: fabulous. Yes. yes. It, it, it doesn't
2: look bad. No. No, I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. If I were to do it over again, I I think I'd gravitate to that, that look.
0: Lynn, before we go, how can our listeners connect with you and the Quiet Moose?
2: Oh my gosh, we've got a great website and we're on Instagram and Facebook. We've got different divisions. We've got the interior designers that are amazing. We've got a build specialist, Sarah Seven. She's amazing. She picks fixtures, tile, everything, you know, right from the beginning. Jennifer Kaiser is also very talented. And we've got the our beautiful floor that we can deliver right off the floor. We are full of upholstery. You don't have to special order. You can just take what you see and we can deliver it. We deliver downstate, all over Michigan um, once a month, and then we also have the ability to uh, deliver out of state through a freight program, and so we
1: can do it all. Well, I know that my next trip up north to see Sherry, I am coming in.
2: (laughs) You are coming in, and you will introduce yourself, because I don't know what you look like, Fran, so (laughs) I, I look forward to meeting you.
1: Check, check out the picture on our, um, on the podcast. I and, will. Uh, that's me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a new fan of your podcast. So I look forward to
1: to hearing it
2: and yep. I, I will be following you.
0: Lynn, thank you so much for being on our show today and for being a part of Modern Widow podcast.
2: Oh, you are welcome. And I look forward to seeing you in our shop. See you, Lynn. Bye. Have day. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. Many thanks to Park North Studio for mixing our audio. A big thank you to our special guest this week, Lynn from The Quiet Moose, for making our podcast so beneficial, informative, and interesting to our audience. Of course, we always want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and listening each week. If you would like to write a comment, Our email address is modern.widdle.podcast at gmail.com. Again, modern.widdle.podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to our podcast on the following apps, Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I'm Sherry.
1: And I'm Fran. And we'd like to welcome our um, listeners to join us next week as we welcome back our good friend, Reverend Manish. This week's quote comes courtesy of Thomas Edison. When you have exhausted all possibilities, remember this. You haven't. See you next week.
0: Bye-bye. I'll light the fire. You place the flowers in the vase that you bought today.
2: Staring at the fire i